USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. What on earth does that mean for our Michigan State Spartans? What on earth happens to scheduling in 2024 and beyond for football? And then, yeah, just other random thoughts about the sports news of the week. Let's go. Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the best people of all time. Yes, of course, that is you. I I am talking about you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You guys are the best, of course. I'm talking about the watchers and listeners of Lockdown Spartans. Uh, Welcome to another show. Before going any further, really quick, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Um, if you listen to Thursday's show. I started the show and also signed off with saying, okay, next week uh, we'll do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No one wants to hear from me over the holiday week. Uh, how much news can really happen anyway? What will there be to talk about? And I kid you not, literally less than 90 seconds after posting the episode, uh, news breaks that USC and UCLA are coming to the Big Ten. Of course, maybe like you, uh, I shouldn't speak for you. Maybe that's unfair. But like a lot of people, I thought it was kind of, a joke to start. I thought that this was just some ill-informed Sir Yacht sort of uh, reporter, if I can make a callback to that era, um, that was just trying to stir the pot for no reason. And um, no, the, there was no pot being stirred. It was just the straight hard facts being brought to us that, yes, USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. Now we're going to talk about it, what it means for our Michigan State Spartans, all that fun. But really quick, before we get to that, hey, just uh, want to politely ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to this here podcast or YouTube channel, um, no matter where you're listening to this or viewing this. Uh, thank you so much. But yeah, hey, smash a, that subscribe button if you don't mind. And also, any questions, comments, concerns, we'll actually get to an email uh, here in the third segment. But LockdownSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find us. Let's get into it. I'm not going to rehash all the details because you probably know what's going on here. Uh, Yeah. USC and UCLA are part of the Big Ten now. It's been formally announced by everyone. And, uh, yeah, let's just talk about what it means for Michigan State because the the most important school in this whole thing is, of course, our Michigan State Spartans. Let's not act like it isn't. (laughs) Come on now. So, what does Michigan State have to say about this? Uh, first and foremost, let's talk about what Alan Haller talked about. And he let out a quote. Um, we are excited to welcome UCLA and USC to the Big Ten Conference. College athletics is changing and bold action is required. This move further strengthens the Big Ten and Michigan State and will benefit our student athletes with, uh, with additional opportunities and exposure. Michigan State is a national brand and has a strong base of alumni and fans in California, specifically in the Los Angeles area. We look forward to competing against these two premier institutions. And Samuel Stanley, of course, the president of our university, also you know, reiterates a lot of that and also how strong of academic universities they are. But hey, who are we kidding? I don't care about academics right now, Um, if ever, to be frank. If you've ever seen my academic records, that reflects pretty well on that. So let's keep talking about the sport angle of this. Um, 
first and foremost, let's just talk about the hot topic uh, that we've had in the month of June, and that is recruiting. Um, listen, I don't think it's any secret that Mel Tucker has made recruiting a national thing for Michigan State already, but I think this is something that helps strengthen it a little bit. This is a, a signal to everyone else, all the other high school players, all the other football players, that college athletics is national now. We're not going to be suckered into this region of, well, regionality, I guess. Um, so we are broadening our horizons here, and hopefully that helps Michigan State with recruiting as well. I mean, like, yeah, you know, sure, um, kid from California, come play for us. But, you know, with the whole world and the whole college sports world being grown to this national thing, it might not seem like moving away from home, but hey, we'll see. Obviously, there's a lot more things than just recruiting, like the media rights deal that the Big Ten is set to cash in on in just a little bit here. That This was already going to be a media rights deal that was going to scrape that billion-dollar number, and this move should definitely take it above that Billy Mark right here. So, yes, that is going to be more cash for the universities. Uh, that doesn't hurt at all. And obviously – you know, last games against familiar faces for all sports. Now it's not drastic yet. It is just two teams, but still this could of course grow, which we will get to in a little bit uh, because I highly doubt that the big 10 is done just yet. And yes, there are reports, you know, Dennis Dodd of CBS sports uh, had a tweet about it. Uh, Nicole Arbach of the athletic, who's just done a sensational job covering this by all indications. Um, no more Pac-12 schools will be added at this moment. Uh, Big Ten is kind of waiting on Notre Dame to see what they want to do. But also, the, the Big Ten really isn't in a hurry to uh, pick up any other teams immediately. Now, could they add a Stanford or a Washington or an Oregon here in two months or three years? Sure. The, the ball is entirely in the Big Ten's court, though. Like They, they are playing hard to get, and they can – play hard to get because, well, they got the best situation going for them. And also, um, with that said, it, it makes the titles harder to get, uh, doesn't it? That's the unfortunate truth here because, listen, hey, uh, my grandfather was a math teacher. My great mother was a uh, math teacher. My brother's a math teacher. I did not get any math genes, but I don't think I need to be a mathematician to tell you that uh, winning a 16-team conference is just – Tougher than winning a 14-team conference. And also, let's go back to that recruiting talk, shall we? You know who else is lighting up in recruiting right now? Those pesky Trojans down at USC. Yes, Lincoln Riley has that machine uh, running quickly um, over at USC. So, yes, they are going to be another team that you're going to have to hurdle over if you want to start winning Big Ten titles. And that's not to mention other sports, too, like UCLA. Strong team. That's a fun basketball addition to have. USC, they're better more times than they're not good. So, okay, we take that. And also, let's talk about the other sports, too. Baseball got a little tougher. Volleyball got a little tougher. So, it's all that stuff as well. But, hey, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So, let me just add that cliche onto that right there. So, that's what it means for Michigan State. A little more money, obviously. Some more traveling. But, yeah, it changes recruiting a little bit. I would say, and yeah, makes obviously, you know, the titles tougher to get. They're going to be tougher for USC to win, tougher for UCLA to win as well. So yeah, for all 16 teams, getting a conference title just got a little more challenging. So what do I think about this? I'm sure that you've been 
just going the last 24, 48 hours just wondering, God, what on earth is Matt Sheehan thinking right now about this? Of course, I say that facetiously, but I'm going to give it to you anyway right here. Um, and for the next few minutes, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. Uh, because, listen, first and foremost, I'm just not a person that likes change a lot. This is just more of a, a personality thing more than anything. I, I like just things status quo the way they are more times than not. I don't like a lot of seismic change, and this is a drastic change. Listen, Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, that, that was a big change, and that was kind of the first domino to nationalizing college sports, where we're going to have two, if not three, super conferences. But at least those guys are in the central time zone. You know, the SEC already had teams in the central time zone. They already had a team from Texas in the, you know, A&M Aggies in there. Uh, Mizzou's close enough to Oklahoma, I guess. I, it didn't seem like that big of a change where now, okay, we're going three time zones over just to get these teams in. And, yeah, I get it. Like, it, it is 2022. We aren't traveling with you know, steam locomotives or, you know, taking the Pony Express to every single game or traversing across the land in uh, covered wagons being pulled by ox or horses. But I listen, hey, a, a, a four and a half hour plane ride is still, you know, four and a half hours or, or three and a half or three hours and 15 minutes, however long you want to call that plane ride. That, that's still far. Like, the, the, this is a very far um, distance that we have between all these schools. So it's just different. Like tr traditions are going to go away. Um, you know, like th those rivalry game trophies that we see are going to happen less often. Um, and I just like the regionality of conferences too, you know, and yeah, it was kind of going away slowly, but it was still there, you know, like Pac-12 football, a little big, a little better than, you know, Big Ten football, uh, Big 12 football, different than ACC football, SEC football, different than, it was just different regionally. And it was fun to, you know, count on something different every single time you watch a difference conference game. But here we are. Uh, that's out the window. Now, the other side of my mouth here is understanding that there is a silver lining here and there is reason to be happy for us, for us state fans. If I can just bring this full circle and talk about, you know, selfishly, us fine folks in East Lansing one more time. And the silver lining here is that, hey, let's just all sit back and appreciate that we're not a team that's just getting wheeled out to the curb and left out waiting for garbage day. You know, we are not a fan of NC State, for example, or Oregon State, or uh, Kansas State, for example, like schools that are seeing the big hitters in their conference leave and them not getting traction at all to get picked up by a conference as well. Like, please, you, you think Washington State is calling the Big Ten and Kevin Warren's picking up the phone being like, huh, oh, hey, Cougars, I was just about to call you. At Grow up, please. No, of course that's not going to happen. So, hey, as Michigan State fans, at least – we are absorbing teams. You know, we are not one of the conferences that is being picked apart right now. So that is another silver lining right there. Because, look, it's clear that change is inevitable. I I just talked the last two minutes about how, you know, I don't really like it. It's kind of a bummer. But what am I going to do, just wind up and down about it and not watch college sports? No, please, come on. I got way too much physical, mental, and spiritual health invested into college sports for me to stop rooting for it. So yeah, I'm going to keep watching and it's inevitable that the change has occurred, whether it be a giant, giant bonanza of conferences that are just two conferences with 30 teams in each or however it's going to shake out in the next five, maybe 10, maybe two years. 
But yeah, also with NIL, uh, the transfer portal is crazy. So yeah, it's not college sports as we know it, but in the grand scheme of things, it could be a lot worse. You could also do a lot worse than adding teams like USC and UCLA. I think those are not just great brand names, but really good athletic departments as well. And uh, hey, come on. If, if you're fortunate enough to go on some road trips, uh, I please. Okay, whoa. Uh, what's better? A November road game to Minneapolis to see our Spartans take on the Gophers, or hey, if you got enough uh, Delta miles racked up, enough uh, Southwest miles racked up, and uh, Spartans are playing the Bruins in November, huh. yeah, what's a more desirable road trip uh, to take between the two of those? So yeah, shout out to our new Southern California brethren. Welcome to the Big Ten party. We will see you in 2024. How on earth is scheduling going to work out in football? Well. We'll talk about that in a hot second. I just got to talk your ear off about betonline.net. Woo, that's right, betonline.net. Gang, you could you could bet on a smattering of things coming up here. I, like right now, you can bet on the World Cup. It's fantastic. Uh, USA's first game, right now it is a pick em. That's right. If you already got the itch for some soccer on November 21st, go ahead. Go to betonline. If you're betting on the Tigers, that's right. If you're... Listen, we got to make watching the Tigers fun one way. Betting on it is probably the best way to do it, as long as you do it responsibly. But, yes, hey, gang, also, the British Open is going to take place in a hot second. So, uh, yeah, get yourself some action on that. Uh, spoiler alert, Shane Lowry at 22-1, to 1, he's going to be your winner. So put a shekel on that and uh, have yourself a fun time. Have yourself a fun time at betonline.net, your number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball season. Because BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today, use your mobile device, and learn more about the trends in action, gang. That's a bet online where the game starts. And before starting the second segment where we will be talking about scheduling, uh, hey, I just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. Please subscribe, rate us, review us, do whatever you got to do. Comment below if you're watching on YouTube. And let's get into some scheduling. So what is going to happen uh, with the Big Ten when it comes to football scheduling in 2024? Hoping that you would have an answer because I really don't know. Uh, of course, the conversation doesn't just stop there. I'm not going to give you radio silence for the next seven minutes. Uh, let's talk about some theories of what could happen. Uh, there are a few out there, and one of them is kind of what we were going to talk about here uh, even before the Big Ten added 16 teams. I, I got a tweet from a listener, Matt. And he wanted to know, hey, uh, do you think Michigan State and the Big Ten will switch to pods? If so, what do you think it's going to go like? Well, it changes now ever since that tweet got sent to me. And now the Big Ten is going to be going to 16 teams. What will they do in that one year where you know, we're kind of just waiting for USC and UCLA to join? Don't know. But for the sake of conversation, let's talk about what's going to go on in 2024 and beyond with 16 teams. First and foremost, uh, I highly doubt that there will be any more divisions. I, I do not think we will get the West Division and the East Division. Uh, but if we do, we'll, we'll get to that um, maybe later. Uh, but what I want to focus on right now is what the ACC did 
uh, just before this news broke, a few days before, you know, USC and UCLA joined the Big Ten, the ACC says they're scrapping divisions. They are going to a 3-5-5 system is what they call it. Now, what on earth does that mean? Well, in the ACC, they play eight conference games. And so this means that they have each team has three protected rivalries every year. And the other 10 teams that they will play are home and homes at some point over the next four years. So how can you do this with the Big Ten? It's pretty easy. Uh, The Big Ten with 16 teams, you can do three protected rivalries for each team. And then the other 12 teams getting split up into home and homes those next four years because the Big Ten does do nine conference games. So you can steal that formula from the ACC. And uh, let's just talk about what those three protected rivalries can be for Michigan State. I think one logical one right off the top is three trophy games. And that is, of course, Michigan. You want them. Uh, Penn State with the land-grant trophy. And let's not leave out the old brass platoon. That's right, Indiana. So Michigan, Penn State, Indiana are your protected games. You will play those three teams every year. And then the other 12 teams in Big Ten play. You know, they'll, they'll come as they come. You know, we're, we're going to do a home-and-home home with them over the next four years, and then we uh, restart that cycle over and over again. Or, you know, I don't think that this is a terrible uh, pod either. Or not pod, I'm sorry, a protected, protected trio of rivalries either. Uh, Michigan, okay, Wisconsin, I, I kind of like our little mini rivalry we have with, with Wisconsin. God, I can't talk. With Wisconsin in the 2010, so maybe keep growing on that. And then... Hey, shout out to our Southern Spartans down in Chicago. You protect that Northwestern rivalry. A little bit of home-and-home action there. Or if I'm Alan Haller, I'm saying, hey, our three protected games will be against Maryland, Rutgers, and Northwestern. That's right. Just fish in a barrel, shoot for some easy wins right there. I'm sure no one's going to have an issue with that. So, yeah, why not? Schedule the Terrapins, the Scarlet Knights, and that's right, the Wildcats. Every single time. So, yeah, get yourself easy three wins uh, just like that. So, there you go. Or, or, I got a diabolical idea. I got a diabolical idea that probably won't happen. However, this would be a moneymaker for the conference. And who are we kidding? This is what everything that's going on is about right now. It's about money. Quick tangent. Like, I saw a few, like, tweets. Not a lot. Not a lot, but I saw a few was like, oh, is everything just about money these days in college sports? It's like, yeah. Where have you been the last few years, the last few decades? Everything in the world's about money. Anyway, this could be a cash cow, so uh, hear me out here. It's ridiculous. Probably won't happen, but uh, Kevin Warren, if you're listening, got one for you right here. Instead of three protected games, you do four four-team pods. That's right, four Four team pods. So you can break it up geographically. Like you could do Penn State, Rutgers, Maryland, Ohio State in one pod, MSU, Michigan, Purdue, and Indiana in another pod, Northwestern, Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa in another pod, and then Minnesota, Nebraska, USC, UCLA in the fourth pod. Now you could have those, you know, four teams all face each other, and then their other uh, six games are against other pod teams. The semantics that we could iron out later. Now, this is where it gets juicy right here. Uh, Kevin Warren, break out your legal pad. I want you writing down in big red letters this idea right here. The winner of each four pods goes into a Big Ten championship semifinal. 
That's right, a semifinal. A higher seed, I guess, can host. I don't, we can deal with the hosting later. Or uh, you just always host one up at Northern Michigan in uh, their dome stadium up there. And then you could host the other one. Um, I don't know. We try to do that weird Big Ten tournament in D.C. Let's just go down to D.C. for the other uh, semifinal. And then the finals can always be Lucas Oil or you ship them out to SoFi Stadium. So, yeah. How you like them apples? Uh, it's just a semifinal action and then a championship game in the Big Ten. Now the downside of that is that if uh, your team, let's say the Michigan State Spartans, go on and win the Big Ten title in 2025 is uh, the first year we'll do this. And then they go on to uh, beat, call it Georgia in the national semifinal. And then they take down, oh, I don't know, uh, let's say uh, Kentucky rises to greatness. They beat Kentucky in the national title game. That's 16 games <laughs> that you are playing if you are the uh, national champion out of the Big Ten. You boy, that's a lot of football. But, um, hey, money makes the world go around. Uh, yeah, so maybe it's not as crazy of an idea as I thought it could be. But, yeah, you, you, if you like them apples, let me know about that. Comment below if you have a better uh, scheduling idea than that. Because uh, who am I kidding? Of, of course you do. This is just something I, I jotted <laughs> Yeah. No, this is actually really embarrassing. I just jot this down really quickly. I actually thought for like oh, way too long about this, uh, about scheduling things for a 16-team conference. So, yeah, um, if it balloons up to 18 teams, 20 teams, uh, yeah, that's a conversation we could have later. But as it stands, 16 teams. Let's get four pods and, yeah, get some semifinalist in a Big Ten championship game. Out of that, let's go. Let's have a party. Um, really quick, we're just going to shoot off some other random thoughts that I have about USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten in a hot second. But if you're listening on the podcast, got to pay a few bills really quick, do some quick ads. But, hey, on the other side of this, uh, it'll be my voice again. But if you're watching on YouTube, let's just get into it right now. So uh, just other random thoughts I had. Um, let's just talk about, you know, something that wasn't even my own thought right off the top here. And this is an email from listener Joe. And he writes in, I'm sure you're getting lots of feedback with USC and UCLA joining the conference. And he says, I think it's a natural fit. And he brings up that the biggest, most important item right here that they probably talked about on these Zoom calls with the chancellors and the presidents and ADs of USC and UCLA. Think about that one commercial that the Big Ten always runs that starts at the Rose Bowl and pans across the country map for each Big Ten college town. You already know what one we're thinking about. This commercial already starts in L.A. before making its way to the heartland and making it to the East Coast. Very easy to edit those schools in. They have been foreshadowing this the whole time, writes Joe. How did we not see it? Dang it, Joe, how did we not see that? That is a brilliant and astute observation right there. You might as well just go ahead and get yourself a job at Big Ten Network because they have, God, just you in mind. That is what I'm talking about. So other thoughts. Um, listen, if you're not incredibly online, what I'm about to say next won't make any sense to you. Uh, but Big 12 After Dark. I'm sorry, Big 12 After Dark. Pac-12 After Dark, rather. Pac-12 After Dark. Rather, uh, that's a little niche, uh, you know, college sports, uh, you know, hashtag that we use on the Twitter streets, on the Reddit streets. And by that, it's without fail, more times than not, that 10 p.m. Pac-12 game that you get to watch at the end of every night is usually bat bleep crazy. Now we get a litmus test. Now we get a litmus test. Are those games banana land? 
because just the Pac-12 is crazy? Or is it because only Looney Tunes things happen after dark? This is going to be a great, great litmus test. Is it is the Pac-12 after dark thing outrageous because Washington State versus uh, Utah is just splitting an atom? Is it just crazy? Or 10 p.m. down at the Rose Bowl, we get um, the Badgers playing against UCLA. Is that game going to be crazy just because it's super late on the Eastern time zone, super late even on the Pacific time zone? I, who, I a great litmus test coming up. Why is Pac-12 After Dark as crazy as it is? Stay tuned. Also, I'm sure this was on top of everyone's mind right now, but volleyball just got even sicker in the Big Ten. That's right. Big Ten volleyball, a premier conference. They have been duking it out against, you know, the Big 12 has got some good teams. The Pac-12 definitely has some good teams. And those two teams in USC and UCLA are strengthening an already strong conference that has teams like, you know, uh, Penn State's strong, Nebraska's strong, Minnesota's strong. I, it, you know all the hits. Come on, of course you do. But also, let's think about this too. The Big Ten is going to be in line for a beach volleyball national champion. Uh, USC runs it in beach volleyball. Uh, UCLA, how bad can they really be, uh, honestly? But yes, the USC Trojans are your reigning national champions in beach volleyball. So let's get some beach volleyball titles up to the Big Ten. I'm kind of making myself sick right now because I despise the whole SEC culture where they just root for anyone in their conference, even if they're rivals, just because of conference solidarity. But here I am kind of doing the same thing here, uh, living vicariously through the USC Trojans and the UCLA Bruins. So whoopsie-daisy, look at me committing sins that I hate. Also... Speaking of non-revenue sports, uh, this is going to be the Big Ten's best shot to probably win a College World Series in USC and UCLA. No disrespect to any baseball team in the Big Ten, but let's 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 be realistic here. And yes, I know Michigan was in the national finals not too long ago, but they treated that whole run crazier than like you know the 1980 miracle on ice for a reason. It just doesn't happen in the Big Ten. So let's. Let's really have a, a realistic outlook on this and uh, understanding that, hey, we could be having Big Ten teams in the College World Series here in a little bit. Also, I just, you know, you might have saw my tweet about it. If not, uh, let's just imagine USC and UCLA's first games with Bo Borowski. That's right, the, uh, the great, awesome college basketball ref. So just little intricacies like that when you come to Big Ten country. Uh, just little nuances that we all like. So, uh, like, you know, like how awful um, uh, Ryan Field gets in November, just how it always seems like uh, a frozen tundra. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm sure they'll um, love it. One other thing, and I shouldn't say one other thing, I got five other things written down. But one thing that, like, really uh, popped into my mind immediately when this got announced is that obviously, you know, UCLA plays in the Rose Bowl. That is their home stadium. How cool is that? Now for lesser teams like Maryland, let's say, or uh, uh, Purdue, teams that just don't make it to the Rose Bowl, right? How often are we going to see like framing tricks be used in their uh, recruiting material, in their football buildings? Like, listen, like they get a sweet shot of a, a Minnesota Golden Gopher player, if I could keep picking on them, 
you know, up close, but in the background, you see the, the Rose Bowl insignia. It's great. No other UCLA players are in it. You don't really have to tell people visiting that, oh, yeah, this was just a regular conference game that we played. Yeah, the Rose Bowl, it's cool. It's great. Yeah, we play there all the time. So I just think that's fascinating where you go to a place like uh, Michigan State, who, you know, not all too long ago played it in a Rose Bowl or a team like Wisconsin that, you know, has earned trips to the Rose Bowl. And then you go to Piscataway and uh, on the walls you see, wait a minute, wow, these guys played the Rose Bowl too. So I don't know, maybe I'm looking too deep into that. I probably am, but uh, that's just me. I look too deep into a lot of things. Um, Alan Haller, I know you're listening right now. USC and UCLA both sell beer at their football stadiums. If these guys can do it, if a handful of Big Ten teams can do it, now you're just becoming the odd man out. Now you're just not the cool kid around the block. Even those guys are doing it. Hopefully this can encourage Alan Haller and the the higher powers at Michigan State or the Michigan government. I know there's like that rumor that, oh, it's a Michigan lawn, we can't do this. However, it has to get done. Just get it done. Come on, please. I need to drink a $14 Coors Light in Spartan Stadium, please. Uh, I don't know if I like this or not. Bill Walton might be calling more games here (laughs) for Michigan State. Um, And I don't hate Bill Walton. I I think he's fine in moderation. But I think I like him because, for the most part, he's broadcasting games I don't care about. You know, maybe I have like a few bucks and I'm gambling on the game. But in the end, I don't really have any emotional stake in the game that he's calling. Now, let's say Michigan State, late November, has a game against uh, USC that's very pivotal for the Big Ten Conference title chase. Now, to sit down for a Bill Walton game. I don't know if in a game that tense and stressful, if I want a guy talking for five minutes about uh, the, the history of cotton candy or geopolitical tensions in Libya for 45 minutes or uh, – I don't, whatever it is that's not basketball, because you'll get about 30 seconds of basketball talk with Bill Walton on every broadcast. I don't know if I necessarily like that if I'm sweating out a Michigan State game uh, that I'm all too invested in. So there we go. And I just like this for, for travel right here for travel purposes is that, uh, you know, we talked about how far away uh, East Lansing would be from Southern California. It would be uh, a shorter distance to play these games in Cancun. That's right. Uh, It is about a half-hour flight shorter to Cancun than it would be to Pasadena. And also, if you want to go the other way, uh, a flight from Lansing to, that's right, Nanortalic, Greenland, is about the same time as it would be to L.A. So, it's uh, if we can get a scrimmage out in Greenland, uh, it'd be the same time. Yeah. So just get used to the flights out there. Just go the other way. I'm sure, you know, the, the fine people of Greenland would love to show up and watch their Michigan state Spartans play. And last but not least, Hey, you know how Nebraska and Northwestern are opening up the college football season in Dublin, Ireland. It's right in front of us. Conference game, 2025, open up the college football season in Greece, recreate the Trojan war. Or I know that what it was, I think modern day, it's it's Turkey now. Whatever it is, go play it somewhere over there. Go play it at Greece's Olympic Stadium. Go play it at like a small little club soccer team stadium in Turkey. Let, let's have a bonanza. Let's get nuts. And uh, hey, locked on. Please send me over there. That's right. I'm sure that'll be a cheap ticket. So uh, let's get to getting on that, shall we? All right, gang. That, that's the end of my ramblings about uh, everything I could think of to talk about with this massive, massive news with UCLA and USC. 
Uh, thank you so much for giving this a listen. Uh, if you're listening over the holiday weekend, uh, thanks for spending a half hour of your time with just my voice or my face. If you're watching on YouTube, but yeah, if I push this episode off till Tuesday, this would be the oldest news in the world. So yeah, just had to get this episode out soon. And let's be honest, by the time Tuesday even rolls around, uh, the Big Ten might be up to 20 teams. They could be up to 26 teams. The SEC could have swallowed the entire ACC for all we know. So yeah, but if there's any other Michigan State news that we will miss, uh, whether it be Sunday, Monday, uh, don't worry, we'll come out with it on Tuesday. So we'll do Tuesday, there'll be a show. And then on Thursday, there will be a show coming up this week. So yes, thank you for letting us take you into the holiday week. I'll end this show like I ended yesterday's show. Hey, let's all have a great time this 4th of July. Hope you're going somewhere warm, someplace super relaxing for you. And also, let's mix in some some sunscreen. Let's let's mix uh, a water or two in. Let's get nuts. And uh, But hey, above all, let's mix some safety in as well as some good vibes. Who are we kidding? Come on, get the good vibes going. But also, look out for yourself. Look out for others. You guys are the best. Love every single one of you. Go enjoy your holiday weekend. Let's go. Go green. Love you all. Woo! Let's go. Let's go.